Hi guys, welcome back to Vox Tablet, we're the weekly podcast of Tablet Magazine. I'm your host, Sarah Avery. Today, serving up the Jewish past, Ukrainian style. The Ukrainian town of Lviv, which is also known as Lvov or Lemberg, has a rich but complicated past, especially when it comes to the city's Jews. Right before World War II, the city was home to the third biggest Jewish population in what was then Poland. Then came the familiar story of pogroms, of a ghetto, and of concentration camps that nearly wiped out all of the city's Jews. After that, the Soviets took over and erased whatever traces of the city's Jewish life remained. The past, German occupation, Soviet occupation, is still a painful subject there in Lviv, and there has been almost no public effort to deal specifically with Lviv's dark Jewish past. One young Ukrainian entrepreneur saw in that an opportunity. He's opened a restaurant that he says honors the city's Jewish past. But few of the Jews who remain in Lviv see it that way. From Lviv, producer Daniel Estrin tells us why. The old city of Lviv feels a bit like a Disney movie. Maybe like the town square from Beauty and the Beast. The streets are cobblestone. The buildings are old and grand and painted in pastel colors. There are quaint little trinket shops and a maze of alleyways. One evening, one very frigid November evening, I walk down one of those alleyways following the sound of klezmer music. I end up in a tavern called Under the Golden Rose. The restaurant is small and dimly lit. A waitress in a long dress greets me with shalom and leads me to a table in the back. There's a seven-branched candelabra lit on every table. I'm told it's the Jewish menorah, and its seven branches represent the seven wonders of the world. I know, that's not really true, but I don't say anything. I place my order. Yes, uh, one uh, Jewish-style soup, one Jewish spread, and one chord. Yes? Next, she brings a pitcher and a bowl to the table. It's a Jewish traditional before eating washing hands. Please, your Jewish spreads. It's cheese uh, spreads, it's hummus, uh, farshmak, liver spreads, and uh, nut spreads. Enjoy your meal. Thank you. Oh, this chopped liver is great. Some dishes served here are plainly not kosher. The pork sausage and the leaf lard, for instance. But everything comes with a side of matzah. Matzah, Jewish bread. And there's one other thing that's unusual about this place. Uh, menu, no prices, because bargain. Because what? Bargain. Bargain. Bargain, yes. It's Jewish restaurant. You eat, uh, drink, and uh, after bargain. It's Jewish uh, traditional. Downstairs, a young man barters with the waitress. He even stands up for dramatic effect. His girlfriend sits at the table. She's still working on her beer and sausage. When the waitress leaves, I decide to ask them about the hats the waitress gave them at the beginning of the meal. Two black hats with long, curly, artificial side locks attached. The stereotypical Eastern European Hasidic Jewish look. So I, I wanted to ask you about... Uh, You're drunk. I'm drunk? Yeah. You're drunk? <laughs> no. Yes! I'm yes. drunk. Yeah, you put on this hat. Yeah, yeah but I, I put this Jewish hat uh, with 
Pace, pace, pace. I, I, I don't, I don't pace, it's pace, like pace, the side, side locks. Side locks, oh, yes. Uh, in this hat, I'm uh, very similar to Jew, the uh, Orthodox Jew. Uh, I'm not Jew. I'm Jew, uh, Jew uh, but in this hat, I'm Jew. <laughs> That's the mission of this place, to have some fun with Lviv's Jewish past. It's part of a whole franchise of restaurants that's trying to break taboos and explore the unofficial histories of the city, those that don't fit so neatly into the national narrative. There's a basement bar, for instance, where waiters dress up like controversial World War II-era Ukrainian guerrilla fighters. And there's also a kinky cafe dedicated to the 19th-century Lviv-born writer Leopold van Sacker Mazok, who gave masochism its name. The waitresses there serve up more than just food. All these restaurants are owned by a franchise called the Holding of Emotions Company. Holding of Emotions. That means that we are making emotions, not food, not restaurants. We are selling emotions. (laughs) Yurko Nazaruk is the 29-year-old co-founder of the whole thing. He's got a funky pencil beard and likes to pop the collar of his leather jacket. When I met him, he was showing some of his associates a photo of himself hang gliding. He's also a daredevil when it comes to Lviv's delicate history. The aim is to promote the city, yes, to make your city better. And part of that aim, he says, is to give people a taste of what Jewish life in Lviv was like before the Holocaust. Because it was a fantastic period when it was a multicultural city. The city, formerly known as Lemberg and then Lvov, used to be an important center of Eastern European Jewish life. Philosopher Martin Buber, writer Shalom Alechem, Nazi hunter Simon Wiesenthal, they all spent time in the city. There was Yiddish theater and Yiddish newspapers, big Hasidic and Reformed Jewish communities, Zionist youth movements. It had the full spectrum of Jewish spiritual and cultural existence. Nazaruk says he wants locals and tourists to come to his restaurant and get a sense of the vibrant life that once was. When you come, you can be, for the half an hour, try to be a Jew. You are in an atmosphere, you, are in, you, you listen to the music, uh, it's a klezmer music, not Russian-style music, but still a klezmer music. You are bargaining, you are uh, eating, this food is uh, close to, to the Jewish food. And you can try to be in, in this culture. Not, I, 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 I call it like to be Jew, to be like Jews in, in, in a half an hour or in an hour. And that's all. How you could tolerate this? Melech Shechet is one of four Orthodox Jews left in Lviv's small Jewish community. Today it numbers a few thousand people. They make mockery on pure Jews, on, 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 on the pure Jewish life, of those Jews who went to the guest chambers with Shema Yisrael. This is terrible. In 1941, the Nazis built a ghetto for Lviv's Jews, then shipped them off to death camps and a labor camp located 15 minutes away. That same year that the ghetto was built, Nazis blew up the famous 400-plus-year-old Golden Rose Synagogue. The pile of ruins is still there, right next to the restaurant. This is a sacral site. Your office is just right around the corner from the restaurant. You're right I near... never go there. I never went in. It's a great pain that they make the Jewish traditional life so cheap. They exploit the Jewish feelings in favor of their business to make money. This is what they do. This shows the nation which used to be, but doesn't exist now. 
Some Jews say that yes, it's not kosher restaurant. You are, you are, to, you have no right to speak about our history, about our culture. And I say to them that uh, yes, I have no right to discuss your history, your culture. But still, I'm making restaurant about my city, and it's not only your history, but still, it's the history of my city, and I want to show it. I don't want to to show the uh, very uh, um, very sad history of Jewish. It's your history. So you are speaking with all over the world, make a big monuments, but still I want to to uh, a little bit open uh, the window about this history uh, before Second World War. Certainly, Nazaruk's approach to Jewish history is selective and exaggerated. The director of Lviv's Center for Urban History told me she thinks his approach is downright scandalous. But Nazaruk seems genuinely interested in the community's contributions to his city. A third of Lviv was Jewish before the war, Nazaruk points out. And despite the criticism of his restaurant, it does appear that he and his partners have made an earnest attempt to capture some of that pre-war history. The walls are covered in replicas of famous frescoes that Jewish writer Bruno Schultz painted in a Nazi officer's home near Lviv weeks before he was shot. Original Yiddish newspaper clippings from the region also adorn the walls. There's even a framed biography of Martin Buber near the entrance and a replica of what the synagogue looked like before it was bombed. Not all of Lviv's Jews are convinced this restaurant is a total desecration. Elena Andronati, the director of Lviv's chapter of Hillel, the Jewish student organization, believes that the tavern is a fairy tale version of Jewish history that doesn't do it justice. But still, she thinks the restaurant does some good. I like this restaurant. Uh, this restaurant uh, gives opportunity to a Lviv citizen to remember Jewish community. But it's a very pity that that, uh, this idea is not our our community. That's an important point. Surprisingly, the restaurant is the city's only public display devoted entirely to Lviv Jewish history. The city's Museum of Religions has some Jewish ritual objects on display, but there's still an enormous collection of old Jewish objects collecting dust in the storage rooms of Lviv's Ethnography Museum. It's not just the feeling that their history has been neglected. Jews in Lviv say some city officials have sometimes actually worked to erase its physical remains. This fall, the city began to bulldoze a part of the old Golden Rose Synagogue complex to make way for a new hotel for this summer's European Soccer Championships, which Ukraine is co-hosting. And a few years ago, a hotel and casino were inaugurated in the historic Citadel building, where just decades before... Tens of thousands of Jews and other prisoners of war were tortured to death by the Nazis. Believe me, if not for doing something to protect the Jewish heritage, I don't know if I would be able to to tolerate so far even to stay here. Melech Shechet has a very different idea of how to pay tribute to Ukraine's Jewish heritage. He's in the car almost every day, crisscrossing Ukraine and restoring destroyed Jewish graveyards. I joined him on a trip about an hour outside of Lviv to a village called Novi Strilice, the site of an old Jewish cemetery. Shechet says Nazis ordered villagers to remove the tombstones and use the stones to pave the roads. And when the Soviets took control, what was left of the cemetery was converted into a fish pond. This river, you see the river, small river, flew over this whole area, and the the whole graves were in water. Then 
when we came 15 years ago to do, to see what we could do to save this cemetery first of all we took the we changed the track of the stream plan is to stop the water running out of this water spring and then with a special excavator we we'll put all earth we we'll close this stream and the water will go through the channel so the idea is that if the water keeps running in here then then, then we cannot preserve we cannot do any to build anything like make any preservation because everything is in water you take a shovel you just dig a little bit and you see the water so the bodies of the buried people is in water we Jews we were very dedicated to the burial sites and we consider this is a community we don't consider that this is forever like you know dead place no this is a community of Jews. The day after our trip, I visited Shechet in his office, just around the corner from the restaurant in the old Jewish quarter of Lviv. He told me that when he's not out in the field, he's trying to do something about the Golden Rose. First off, he's prompted City Hall to file a court case to force the restaurant to dismantle its outdoor deck, which extends right up to the ruins of the old synagogue, which is marked by a memorial plaque. Shechet says City Hall won its case, but as far as I could see, the deck was still intact. He's also been trying to push city officials to reconstruct the destroyed synagogue. No luck so far on that front. I wrote a letter to the city hall to get a supporting letter for the restoration of the Golden Rose. And I was refused to do, today by orally, by one of the deputies. Today? Yeah, today. Why? Because they have their own vision. I asked Sheikhit why doesn't the Jewish community start its own public initiative? They teach about Jewish Lviv the way the community wants to teach it. We have a lady who wants to open the Jewish Museum. The city hall makes for her to her a lot of problems. And they don't give her money. The government doesn't want to share their responsibilities to rebuild the Jewish heritage. And she's out of money. And the local community is not giving money. And the Jewish foundations, they don't give money also. So why don't you do something? Why can't you, you are a, a Jew, a religious Jew in Lviv? The, the day has only 24 hours. And the life has a certain amount of years. I dedicated my life to protect the graves and mass graves as the most unprotected sites of the Jewish heritage here. Other folks in the community are starting to take up other missions. The director of the Lviv Jewish Student Association told me her friend opened a restaurant called Jerusalem. It's got Eastern European Jewish food and a Hamish atmosphere, and the community holds lots of events there, she says. But it's a half an hour walk from the center of town, and not many people know about it. I hope someone in the community will open up a restaurant downtown in the old Jewish quarter, the Hillel director told me a place for the community to teach locals and tourists about Lviv's Jewish customs and history. Until that happens, if it ever does, they're stuck with the Golden Rose restaurant, its haggling waitresses, its so-called Jewish bread, and its surprisingly decent chopped liver.
Daniel Estrin is an independent producer who's based in Jerusalem. His reporting from Ukraine was supported in part by the Knight Luce Fellowship for reporting on global religion. Daniel took photos of the Golden Rose Restaurant. You can see them on our website, tabletmag.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on our podcast. Post a note on the site or drop us a line. You can email us at podcast at tabletmag.com. Vox Tablet is produced by Julie Subrin. I'm Sarah Ivory, your host. Thank you so much for listening. We sure hope you'll join us again next time.